This is the Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world that's guaranteed to increase your knowledge, skills, and capabilities when it comes to marketing for learning. Plus, there's a gratuitous amount of pineapples. You're welcome. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Marketing for Learning podcast. You are joined by me, Ashley Sinclair, and I am here to talk to you about, well, you know, super cool marketing stuff. Um, and I wanted to chat to you guys about something in particular that emerges often when we're having early conversations with potential clients um, and trying to get a more a deeper understanding of their kind of market as a whole, i.e. the learning that they offer, the sentiment of the people that sit within it and the such like. Um, because funnily enough, believe it or not, <gasps> marketing doesn't fix everything. Um, and there are a few things that we need in places as a learning function, as learning practitioners, um, before we can actually go to market and offer products and solutions that are truly going to align to our audiences. And I've created a little pyramid and I've called it, well, okay, I've, truth be told, I've stolen Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's right, I stole it. And I've adapted it for marketing for learning. So I've called it, drumroll, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Actually, I called it Marketing's Hierarchy of Needs, and then Hannah very uh, wittingly called it Maslow's, because she's smarter than me. So anyways, I, if, if you guys aren't familiar with Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, the concept is that Certain things need to be in place before other things can happen. So it's built as a pyramid, but you could also look at it as like a a domino effect or a cascade where basically there are contingencies or dependencies on other things in order for other things to be able to come to fruition. So with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he's got a five-step pyramid. Uh, At the bottom is physiological needs such as food, water, Netflix, um, you know, things that are essential to our existence, things that we wouldn't survive without. So maybe Netflix should be on there. Um, following that, we're looking at things like safety. So, you know, housing is, is, does the person feel safe and secure? Do they got somewhere to live? That sort of stuff. Um, after physiological needs and safety are in place, so then can a person feel love and belongingness? Once those are in place, then they can feel a sense of esteem, feel uh, an ego, uh, and feel positively about themselves. And the last one is self-actualization. So these build up into a pyramid view, i.e. self-actualization cannot happen if someone's physiological needs cannot be or have not been met. The same logic applies to marketing for learning, which is why I've absolutely ripped off Maslow's hierarchy of needs, because actually marketing needs some stuff in place before it can actually ever be effective. So I hope you're visualizing a pyramid in your mind's eye, um, because I'm going to chat through the five essential stages that need to happen or things that need to be in place before you should really consider doing marketing for learning with any real uh, veracity. So let's get started, shall we? So the first step for marketing for learning is, of course, our product, right? Marketing can't exist without a product. Otherwise, what would we 
be marketing? What would we be selling, right? There needs to be something that we're uh, aligning ourselves to. So the first thing that needs to exist, of course, is some learning. Sounds pretty uh, obvious, but actually the quality of that learning and the quality of the experience also comes into question here. So it's not enough to just have some e-learning modules and, you know, a skanky, dusty LMS that was introduced to your business 35 years ago. Yes, you have a learning offering, but getting people to consistently use it and perceive it as valuable is going to be incredibly difficult. Um, Even with really great marketing behind it, you're very, very unlikely to be able to engage an audience with that sort of learning proposition. So, Look at your overall learning proposition as your content, programs, tech stack, etc. What's the experience that people are going to have? Because if it's all a bit pants, you're going to have a really, really hard time selling it. Bad products are hard to sell. So if you really want your marketing to work and you want to make your life as easy as possible, make sure that your learning proposition is as good as it can be within the parameters of your business. I understand and appreciate that it isn't as simple as everything just being super spectacular from the outset. But being mindful of the quality of your product will help you with your positioning and it will help you more adequately articulate your value to your audiences. So that's step one in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Step two is learning must meet the needs of the learner. And again, it sounds obvious, but product market fit is absolutely vital. If someone brings a product to market that nobody wants and nobody sees a need for, they're not going to sell any of it. So it's really important for us to, again, reflect on who it is that we're trying to market to and understand more deeply what it is that they need from us. We may well be starting to develop learning from a businessman. They, you know, oh, you know, sales team has come to us and said they need more product training or whatever it might be. But from a marketing perspective, that learning needs to meet the needs of the learner. It's absolutely vital. So product market fit is crucial. So even if you have a really great learning proposition, everything's quite snazzy and modern and really sharp, but actually the learning opportunities within it aren't aligned to the learner and it's not meeting their needs, then again, it's going to fail. It doesn't matter how great your marketing is, that's a shit product. It is not aligned to what your learners want. It's not marketing's fault if this doesn't work because actually the product and market fit is not there. So again, you need to make sure your learning proposition is great and aligned with learner expectations and as modern as it can be, but it also needs to have learning that is relevant and appropriate and valuable for your audiences. Following that, there's a couple of psychological needs that I believe need to be in place before, in my opinion, uh, really robust marketing can take place. So one is trust and the other is psychological safety. So trust is a really complex thing, uh, but ultimately we need our audience to feel confident that the transaction that they're going to make with you, i.e. invest their time, uh, take their attention away from other, other tasks, other projects, other things in their lives, they need to believe, they need to trust, they need to have confidence that that transaction is going to be worthwhile for them. So you need to be focusing again on that product market fit, you know, where is the value for the learner? How do they understand that? And again, some marketing can help to build trust, 
Um, and in fact, we've done this quite a lot with campaigns, brand focused campaigns that don't go heavy on learning opportunities, but focus much more on the brand and the value of learning overall. So zooming out and not focusing on the minutiae is quite important here. The other side of that, of course, is psychological safety. I'm not going to teach you guys how to suck eggs. You probably know more about it than I do. It's pretty, pretty much a, a omnipresent theme in learning. But the crux of it is if you want people to actually learn, they need to feel safe. They need to believe that they can fail safely and they need to have confidence that failure is welcomed and accepted without repercussion in the organization. And again, you know, this is stuff that needs to be in place. So really your product needs to be robust. It needs to be aligned to learner expectations, but they also need to trust that. They need to know that. It's not enough that you've built it. That needs to be very, very robustly articulated to them so that they have confidence in the transaction and they believe that their investment is worthwhile. Then, and only then, in my opinion, can you really start to consider doing, you know, big marketing campaigns and big efforts to actually increase consistent and habitual learning via marketing. Because the reality is marketing is awesome. You know, I, I'm the first to say, you know, it is incredibly impactful when done well. But if some of these things aren't in place, you are stuck left trying to market a product that nobody wants amongst a landscape that doesn't work in a place where your audiences don't trust you. And I think you can plainly see how problematic that is and, and, and why people are unlikely to want to engage with your product um, if those things aren't in place. Marketing's great, but it does not, and I repeat, does not fix a pants product. So before you start embarking on more complex or sophisticated marketing strategies and strategic work around marketing for learning, please make sure that you actually consider your learning proposition and the product fit and the market fit and and what your learners want versus what it is that you're offering. Is Is there any overlap there? Is there a Venn diagram with that little happy middle? Is there something there? You know, and on top of that, have you met the psychological needs of your audience to enable them to feel powerful and able to actually undertake learning with confidence? Then and only then is marketing going to work. You know, those things do need to be in place first. And, you know, it's I know it's hard to wrap our head around, especially that building trust piece. Um, I think there are elements of marketing that can be very, very useful here. But please don't build out a massive marketing strategy that spans, you know, 12 months, 24 months, if you haven't, you know, if you kind of haven't got the, the the shop window sorted, you know, and I think we can't, marketing can do a lot of things, but it can't make your learning better. So if that is not great, that should be your first port of call, not doing marketing to try and get more people to do learning that you know is a bit rubbish, because you're actually going to end up disengaging them further and actually creating an environment where they don't have confidence in what you say because what little trust was there has eroded because you've overpromised and under-delivered. So guys, I hope you enjoyed that quick little podcast on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, you know, I think it's a really important reminder that marketing doesn't solve all our issues. You know, I don't think that we ever really kind of try to convey that on this podcast, but it's not the panacea. It is not the silver bullet. It is 
a piece of arsenal that plays a really important role in amongst other strategic efforts, such as modernizing your learning function. So don't do marketing unless your product is worth marketing. I'll be back again soon. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, guys, of course, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do share and spread the word. It's one of the best ways to help support this podcast. And also, please do give us a star rating if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. This, again, just helps us in terms of raising awareness of the podcast and, um, you know, getting us further up the ranks in terms of viewability. So I appreciate your support. Had and I love you guys, and we will be back soon. All right. See you later. Bye.